G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. 2020, bringing a biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. Weekdays on UCB's Vision Radio Network. Find out more at vision.org.au. Well, as you know, the work of UCB continues to expand around Australia, but you might be less familiar. We do talk about it from time to time, the way that the work of Christian broadcasting is expanding to our nearby neighbours. And we've talked previously about the way things are taking hold and expanding in Papua New Guinea, but you might be excited to know that in the Melanesian Islands, in the South Pacific, there are some good things happening too. Phil Dunk is back with us today, giving us a quick update. He's the project officer for UCB Melanesia. Hello, Phil. Welcome back to 2020. Good to be here, Neil. Now, if I asked you about your recent snorkeling trip uh, to one of these wonderful tropical islands in the South Pacific, you'd probably uh, jump over that desk and, uh, and have a few harsh words to me. But uh, <laughs> I, I'm sure it was. I'm sure it was. Hard work while you were doing the expansion moves into these Melanesian islands, but uh, they are beautiful places to be. I deny every rumour. <laughs> my agent will back me up on that. It's okay. Ian Warby is my agent. <laughs> yes, Ian and I have just returned from uh, the Solomon Islands and also Vanuatu, and uh, we've got some very exciting things happening in, there, in that area uh, regarding expansion. Now, we had some contacts uh, both in the Solomon Islands and in Vanuatu, and this recent trip that you've been able to make has cemented some opportunities there for Christian broadcasting that they have not had uh, exposure to these things in times past. Uh, Yes, in the Solomons, there was an effort to get a station up, and uh, there is still a little station that one church is... uh, struggling with, but uh, we were approached by a group there who said that they would like to become part of the UCB wider network, and so we did some inquiries uh, a year ago I was there, and they are setting up uh, all of the infrastructure and everything, but we went up this time to help them and show them some practical things in the way of some experimental stations. And when you say the UCB wider network, we are talking about a global network here, UCB in the UK, and there is connections with the Dove network in the United States and uh, throughout Southeast Asia, a number of different UCB networks. We mentioned Papua New Guinea. It is important, isn't it, for some of these smaller island nations uh, when they can link in with something that's you know big and global. It is, and uh, bearing in mind that most of the Melanesian nations had a very strong foundation in their development from the missionaries, and the fact that uh, each one of those nations have a vote in the United Nations, and they are looking for anything to help them cement what their understanding of the big world picture is, we feel that we have a very vital part to play. Most of these nations, well, in particular the Solomons and Vanuatu, their average age, Neil, is 15 years old. Mm. Wow. And so as as their uh, population explodes and you've got all these young people now who many of them will be sitting on the edge of an unemployable situation. 
they won't get jobs uh, of any real meaning for a long time because development is still catching up with them being on the earth. So what we're trying to do is to bring in some foundational uh, truth and meaning through radio that they all listen to and to give them good music and good teaching. And so that's part of the burden for uh, Melanesia in particular, young nations, still reasonably small but growing at a very rapid rate and are actually up for up for grabs from all of the big nations who want to buy them. We'll talk about Vanuatu shortly, but uh, let's focus for a moment on the Solomon Islands because the Solomon Islands is for you an old stamping ground. Uh, you had uh, some career activities going on there earlier and working with one of the airlines. Uh, well, actually, a lot of airlines. I was the airport manager under contract to about four different airlines. Uh, that was at the uh, airport in the capital. Um, but a very small airport, <laughs> about one international flight a day. Yep. But, uh, yes, I have uh, quite a lot of contacts still there, and uh, I was very much involved in youth work on the side when I was there. And it's good to see some of these young men who are a result of that youth work are now part of the organisation that we're working with. So, I mean, that's seeing some fruit coming back is really good. There you go. It's their old youth leader coming back to check on them. He <laughs> <laughs> doesn't look much like a youth leader anymore. Uh, tell me about how it sounds because uh, it's a little bit different to what people would be hearing listening to UCB here in Australia because reaching out into Melanesian culture, uh, you've got to be uh, enculturated into that culture. How does, how does our uh, broadcast sound in uh, Honiara? A much younger sound than here. Uh, we have a good variety of music. I don't know that you'd hear too much hip-hop or reggae gospel on uh, UCB uh, here in Australia, but certainly in the Pacific. And that's, that's how they, the communication is getting out. Um, the talking would all be either if you're in the Solomons, it would be in Solomon Pigeon. If you're in Vanuatu, very similar to Solomon Pigeon, but they call it Bislama because it does incorporate some French words as well, that nation having been half French, half British administration before. Now, we would know that the Solomon Islands are a group of islands. How far does our broadcast reach? Well, it extends for almost a 1,000 kilometres right across the ocean, <laughs> and there are... There are nine major islands in that group. So we're planting three different stations in the most populous regions. So Honiara and the capital on the island of Guadalcanal, that'll be first. And uh, we're looking at putting in a large transmitter there that will give good coverage, a lot of hills there. So we may have to look at some relay stations as well to get to the dead spots. After that, there's the second largest island, which is Malaita, and second most populous, and so we're going to go to a town called Auki. We'll put a station in there as well. And then right out into the west, almost up to the borders of PNG, there's uh, a little island called Gizo, which for many years was the British administration. We're going to put a station in there as well. Now, these will be between 500 watts and a kilowatt. Tell me, Phil, about the challenges that islands in these Melanesian group of islands are facing. Are there common challenges? You mentioned a young population, uh, lots of kids, teenagers growing into adulthood. Uh, the challenges there, are they particular challenges that, uh, that are worrying some of the leaders in, uh, in, well, in the Solomon Islands? Very definitely. Uh, they've got a lot of young people who can get a good education now. Um, almost every child in the Solomons will go to a school 
and they can work their way up through the system. Many of them are getting really good uh, university training overseas and they're coming back with great skills. But there are others who disappointingly go away, come back, and whatever their major has been in their studies, there's nothing really to give them avenue at this point in time until more investment and more development comes in. But the investment that's coming in is coming from the Asian nations, and they really don't want... You've got to be careful how you say this, but their their aim, main aim is to put, see it as an investment for themselves rather than growing the nation. We'll come back and we'll talk some more about UCB Melanesia and with a focus on the islands in Vanuatu. Phil Dunk, who's the project officer of UCB Melanesia, is our guest. We'll come back and continue our conversation in just a few moments. Well, we're talking about some exciting new developments that are happening with UCB, and that is Christian Broadcasting. Uh, in other areas, not just here on our Australian mainland, uh, but there are islands in the South Pacific, those Melanesian islands that have made contact with us at UCB in Australia, and we've been able to send Phil Dunk, who's now our project officer for UCB Melanesia, and Ian Warby out into these Melanesian islands to make friends, to uh, look at ways that we can uh, get a launch pad for Christian radio in these Melanesian islands. Uh, Phil, we were talking about the work that's going on in Honiara, the Solomon Islands, in the last segment. Let's talk about some of the other islands that are there uh, in those Melanesian islands group. Uh, Vanuatu. A significant place, and a lot of people visit Vanuatu, a wonderful, popular tourist destination, but they haven't had a lot of Christian radio up until now. Uh, they've had one Christian radio station in Port Vila that's been restricted by the power of its transmission, and uh, they contacted us through um, various sources to say, we're looking at someone who can help us to take it beyond what it is. Uh, the islands, almost every island in that whole Melanesian chain are rather mountainous in the middle, so you get a lot of black spots where the transmission just doesn't get a major problem in New Guinea, but also on the smaller islands, similar. So we were talking to the people there and said, well, look, we can we can provide you with a few different uh, concepts. One is our microstation concept, which uh, uh, I think I might have explained it to you once before, but it's it's some very sophisticated gear that we've knit together, and yet it's the way we put it together rather than what it actually is, if you understand what I mean. The product of it is, in the whole, so much more than what it appears to be on the outside, and that's taking some very simple components, putting them together into a sophisticated format. But we can actually broadcast to a town or a village that can't get a radio transmission from a major source. So if we can't put, uh, for instance an actual radio station with a studio in a location, we can put in something that is pre-recorded for them and it will run for up to 90 days. That's 24 hours, seven days a week. They will hear a copycat of a Christian radio station and it will be put together by the local Christian station and they would take out extracts of their own program, put it into the other, but it would fit together so that they might be hearing the same content maybe two weeks later but where they would keep it in a sort of a timeless mode so that they could talk about things that weren't necessarily uh, date uh, stamped. And the thing is that we can take Christian radio with music, station identification, um, then talk spots like you hear 
on uh, UCB. Well, we don't have Neil Johnson there, by the way. Not yet. But uh, not yet. <laughs> um, there is a move to move the whole of UCB offshore to uh, <laughs> Vanuatu because it's such a beautiful place. But uh, so what we would provide them is a station that would give them the same that they would hear from us, uh, any secular station, really, a, a playlist and talks and so on, but with good Christian content. Later, that may grow into the demand for another localised uh, station where we would have uh, all the equipment to do our own programme, or we might be able to get a more sophisticated way like satellite transmission to take out of, well, for instance, Port Vila. They can't even reach at the moment to the other side of their island because there's a large hill in between. What we are doing is another thing with our micro station is we're going to pick up the station that's coming out of Port Vila and on the top of a hill overlooking the north coast, and we experimented while we were there, and uh, Ian was very excited, as was the the managing director of, of the uh, Christian Broadcasting Group there, and we broadcast down onto the north coast, and we were covering between 35 and 40 kilometres of coastline with villages all along there. And those people were not able to receive Christian radio before. So that's what we're doing. We're, we're fiddling around with stuff like that, but we've got great plans. And important to add that at this stage, this is early days. Mm. This is a foot in the door that says the opportunities are exciting and uh, there are some more moves afoot uh, sometime in the near future to upgrade the sorts of facility that we are providing so that we can get a, an even better coverage. Well, we, we made a visit also to Espiritu Santo, which is famous because de Quiros, the Spanish explorer there, made the declaration about the great south land of the Holy Spirit. And the town there, Luganville, uh, it has, it's the second town of, uh, of Vanuatu. It has very good communication base there. And we're able to run through the internet a relay program from Port Vila to Santo. And then we're going to, we're helping them to put in a, a large transmitter. So they're looking at a, a one kilowatt transmitter, a thousand watts. And that will cover, in fact, five key islands around Port, uh, around Loganville, Loganville and uh, also around Santo. So we've got, uh, let me run, run them off for you, Marlo, oh, I'm going to have to look at my list now, Marlo, uh, Malakula, Maivo, Ambai, uh, Ambrim, Pentecost, and Espiritu Santo itself. Now, there is a population of over 90,000 that we would be covering through that, bearing in mind that 50% of those are under 15. Mm. Is it fair to say, Phil, that uh, a time now like never before, using some of the modern technologies, is allowing us to be able to reach more people with radio than we would ever have been able to dream about, perhaps even only 10, 20 years ago? <laughs> Absolutely. In fact, just harking back to New Guinea, when we talked to the licensing authority there about the equipment we've been trialling there, they just looked at us blank face and said, we've never heard of that before. So we've been able to explain to them what we're doing and how with low power, instead of going up to a kilowatt, we can cover a region, a small region, a number of people in a small region with only 15 to 25 watts. So it means that it's more usable. It can be used by a solar panel. You can power it by solar panel. And solar panels abound across the islands now. And so you're able to, to put it on a solar panel with a battery and either pick up another transmission or put in one of these other micro stations 
and they're able to hear the gospel in that form. And we're always excited about initiatives that reach out with the gospel into communities like this. But when we talk about Christian radio, on the air, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year, we truly are uh, taking up that challenge to make disciples of all nations. Mm. And uh, uh, wonderful work that you're involved in. Phil, how can people who might be listening to our conversation now support the work that's going on uh, with the outreach using Christian radio into these Melanesian islands? Well, the first thing I would say is we need prayer. Melanesia has a history right through New Guinea, Solomon Islands, Vanuatu, even down into New Caledonia, of uh, great areas of heathen practice, a lot of which doctors still existing there in the more remote locations. And even though the missionaries have done a a solid job and there are many churches that are represented there, uh, there are many people who sadly live in a world between two worlds. They're caught between the Stone Age and they're not quite up to what's going on in the big wide world. And the only thing that's kept many of them online is the work of the missions. But now there is a lot of pressure for them to turn aside from that. So we are constantly aware that we are fighting against forces that are not of this earth. And that's something we need, prayer. So prayer is a primary thing that everyone who's listening to our conversation now could become involved in. Absolutely. What about uh, further expansion efforts? Is there dollars required? There is money involved, um, and we have been blessed with people who already have have given quite generously. And UCB Australia, part of UCB Australia is a commitment to the greater Asia-Pacific area, but particularly our Melanesian neighbours. And by the way, we just had an invitation from Western Samoa. Would you be available to come over here? So things are on the move wider. That's Polynesia. So we're we're on a big world dominance program. <laughs> <laughs> Word of mouth, though, is uh, is catching on and uh, reputation is going yeah. before you. So uh, there's a, a good indicator that uh, they're happy with the moves towards getting Christian radio into these Melanesian islands. Listeners can, by the way, give through UCB Australia. So the station you're listening to now, if you know how to get hold of us on the internet uh, or through Facebook or whatever, you can make a donation through there. And all you have to do is, is nominate where you want your gift to go, to the Solomons, to Papua New Guinea or to Vanuatu. And so I'll point people to vision.org.au. That's www.vision.org.au. Phil Dunk, who's the project officer for UCB Melanesia. Phil, great getting an update. What good news. Yes. Thanks for being with us again today on 2020. Thanks, Neil. Like what you've just heard? There's more great podcasts. Or you can listen to us live at vision.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener supported. Your donation of any amount will help us continue connecting faith to life. Learn more or donate today at vision.org.au.